Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, Puviet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. We have a great episode for you today with a fantastic guest, world traveler, Shane Roman joins the show. This was such a fun conversation with Shane. He is a lifestyle traveler. In today's terms, you might call him a digital nomad. Shane is from Minnesota, but for most of the last year has been living in Brazil. There were two key moments that inspired the idea of travel for Shane. One was a picture of a certain city that he couldn't shake from his mind. And the second was his love for art history. On today's episode, Shane chats about how the artists and their works helped shape his desire to travel and how an internship in Paris changed his life for the better. Shane is also a devoted photographer. And on the episode today, Shane discusses how he uses photography as a tool to help him explore. I love Shane's outlook on life. I love his desire to not want to sit behind a desk. Shane reflects on his travels and the locations that left the strongest emotional marks on him, including one trip that was a bit out of National Geographic with the amount of animals that he was able to see firsthand. Finally, Shane discusses the importance of going for long walks. Long walks are the cure for any malady, and it's a form of moving meditation that has greatly augmented his life. Really, really enjoyed this conversation. It's a bit of a choppy line. At times, a little bit of static on it. So apologies for that, but it's still technologically amazing to know that we can have these conversations with guests in far-off lands. But a lot of fun. I think you'll really dig his, his personality. Very charismatic. And it's refreshing to hear many ways in which travel has enriched his life. Thrill for everyone to meet him. Let's go ahead and bring on lifestyle traveler Shane Ropeman. And let's learn. Are you in Rio right now? No, I left Rio about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. So I'm up in um, Victoria. Let's say about like seven hours, seven or eight hours on a bus. And so I went, uh, I went to Guadapari, which is just south of here. Uh, to meet some friends there and a friend living in, in uh, Victoria came to meet me. We spent some time there uh, for about a week and then came up here. And then tonight I'm jumping on a bus. I'm going up to um, Bahia. So yeah. I'm moving and shaking right now, but I was in Rio for a long time. What are those bus rides like? You know, I've only done one and it was during the day and it was, it was actually quite pleasant. Um, they have the, um, they have the recliners, reclines back and they also have the foot rests. And so it's actually not too bad. Um, I haven't taken the night bus yet, so I think uh, if we talk tomorrow, I'll be able to give you a better, you know, a better uh, idea of what it's like overnight. But I think it's going to be it's going to be fine. I'm gonna check in with you on that. I'd love to know what was it that had first inspired you to venture out and to travel. Was it something in your life, or someone that first motivated you to explore? No, I wouldn't say that it was uh, it was any uh, individual person. Um, the first time I can remember wanting to travel, oddly enough, was. Uh, a picture of Rio. I saw an aerial photo of, of Rio when I was probably a freshman in high school. And uh, I think it was just a, the idea of being, you know, being somewhere from Minneapolis where it was very cold and very flat and without the, without the ocean and things, seeing that, you know, that aerial view with that, with that beach uh, was intriguing. And I just, I just remember uh, always looking up, you know, flights and thinking I wanted to go to, uh, go to Rio and see that, even though I had you know, no, no background and no idea, you know, what was, what was, uh, you know, what it was all about and, and then now being there and what was in store for me and the time I'd be spending, you know, in real, um, ultimately 25 years later. But um, as far as like realistic, you know, travel outside of that, that first impression, I would say my, my, my first interest would have came from being in, being in college and studying a lot of art history. Um, going through graphic design, uh, you have to take a lot of art history classes. 
And I really, my favorite class was Renaissance, Italian Renaissance art history. And among the other ones, but that was my favorite. And so I was going through college, uh, the idea of seeing those, the, those, those, those portraits and even the, a lot of the architecture actually was more intriguing, you know, to me. And to, to see those things was, to me, it'd be like going to see a, you know, a movie star or, or something like that. That was, uh, um, that was really a driver for me. And then luck, luckily, um, my last month of college, I, I fell into an internship in Paris. And so um, I got offered an internship there. And, and right after, just a couple of days after graduating, I was uh, on a flight and, and was able to go around Europe with some friends and then end up in Paris for the summer uh, working. And I got to go through Italy and see all those, <laughs> see all the stuff that I was, uh, you know, that I was reading about fresh off of school, knowing a lot about it. So for me, that was really, really a dream. And so it was more, it was more that, that, um, the art drive at first. And then what pushed me on this last, I've been on and off for like close to five years now. And I'd say that that, that came from um, spending a lot of, lot of years in the office. <laughs> first of all, eight years at a, at a corporate office. And then, um, and then I did move out to New York city for a few years in a, in, in a freelance role, which is amazing. I'm still doing that. Um, but I was offered a director position there and it really made me think about the office life again. If I was ready, if I was ready to do that again, or, uh, um, I had a good, I had a good amount of time to think about it and, you know, the whole summer and, and it came down to the fact that I really didn't use my, you know, my, my freedom, a freelance to go anywhere other than New York, which was my number one, my number one place. And so, um, if I said, if I didn't take that job, I was going to, you know, buy a ticket and, and see the world because someday I'll, someday I want to take it. Maybe I will want to, you know, stay somewhere for, for a while, but I wasn't ready then. So I bought a ticket to Thailand and, uh, and that was the first, uh, the first place I went and I've been on the road, primarily on the road ever since going back, you know, for a couple months here, you know, a month there, usually in the summer months. And, uh, so that, that was kind of the, the genesis the it was be the, the Rio pick and then the, the desire to see the artwork and then, uh, and then the desire to not sit uh, behind the desk. <laughs> I was talking to my friend about this. Um, I think, uh, uh, obviously, uh, I moved around a lot as a kid, but I think it's a, it's in the blood. You know, mm -hmm. whether it's the, the nurture of nature, as I was saying, is you know, my my father owned a trucking company. It was three you know three years or three generations. I would have been the fourth generation, like a seventy five year old trucking company. So he was always on the road. And then my my mother's mother, you know, back in the sixties, was a truck driver, and she. And she was very, you know, she was, she was a character for sure. And she spent a lot of time like as a nomad in her car, sleeping in the back of her, her car and, you know, in the eighties in, in California and, uh, and, and on the road quite a bit. And so when I, when I think about my, my personality and kind of the decisions I've made, I wonder how much of that is just, is a culmination of both sides of, you know, my family and just the personality versus what you've been exposed to. And so I think with, with my, with my family background, this is kind of a natural, <laughs> a, a natural uh, path or transition, you know, for me. I mean, no better, no better motivations, inspirations for that. What college did you go to? I went to St. Cloud State University. It's uh, about, it's about an hour outside of uh, Minneapolis. And so I went there in 99. I took a year off, did some jobs. And I went up there mainly um, to play football. I played college football. Um, and it was, it was one of those, those schools. It was, a, it was a level I could play at. It was, uh, it was, it was close enough to home that it was affordable. And so I, I kind of jumped into that, into that world, uh, you know, one foot into college football and one into the art, you know, world. And so that was my college. My college life was a lot of, a lot of football and after a lot of football as well. Somewhat can relate to that because I did a year of college ball as well. 
But for us, art history was the class that our coach slash counselor dumped us all in for an easy A. <laughs> that was my <laughs> art history. When you were uh, going through, and of course, doing an internship in Paris, and when you were in Italy, what was the one painting where you had that mark on your calendar from the beginning? From the jump? You're like, I got to get there. I have to go see Botticelli. After What was the one? You know, I really love Michelangelo's uh, Pietà in uh in um you know in, in vatican city in all of vatican city so there's you know the sistine chapel and a, a number of different pieces of artwork you know around there but i did really like uh seeing uh pieta it's us everything but seeing that from his away was great and you know standing directly underneath the sistine chapel was also you know also very memorable and then just st petersburg just the the, the sheer size of that place and, and everything inside of it was really kind of mind-blowing and, and, and eye-opening Seeing David, you know, up in, in Florence and th things like that, the classic, yeah, in, in Mona Lisa and the Louvre, those are the classic things. But um, when you just asked me that, I've never thought about that. I went right to the, the Pietà, you know, in, uh, in uh, the Basilica. So there's that. But that was a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> four. So I'm not trying to think, like, yeah, where else did I go when I was on yeah. that trip? Been a, sure, more will come to you. And I think that David's one of those locations I tell people, you've seen it a thousand times in pictures, movies, and videos, etc. Please see it in person. It will blow your mind. One of the coolest things I've ever seen. One thing that first attracted me to you is your photography. It's amazing, especially landscapes. When you're searching for a new photo idea, do you specifically look for a place that knows and provide for a great photo op? Or is it like, I'm just going to be spontaneous and I'm going to just find something and kind of let it come to me? Completely spontaneous. Uh, I don't know if I've ever picked a, a place based off um, photography. I use photography as a, as a way to explore. I, it's it's for me it's it's like a, it's a, it's a tool it drags me to places I wouldn't normally I wouldn't normally go not not like it would drag me to like uh to pick up a pick up a ticket and go to a country that I wouldn't normally go for the photography I mean like I'm already in a country and I'm walking down a certain you know certain uh neighborhood and I go down a, an alley I wouldn't normally do or I would I would go check check out something I wouldn't normally uh check out um uh, because you're, you're you're walking around with a completely different eye and and you're seeing things up and down in a totally different way walking around walking around anywhere with a you know with a camera is completely different than walking um you know chat with your chat with your friends or anything else you're you're looking at everything in a totally different way so that's how i use um photography is to is to um is to explore and 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 bring myself into a situation i wouldn't normally be in and that actually just reminds me of an example of that would be when i was in new york city and uh, this is before I first became a freelancer before I moved out there. And, and it was a really, really cold day. And I was just doing some night photography. It was the first time I ever, I ever went around to take night shots. And it's got really, really crummy weather. And, and I ended up on the Brooklyn Bridge. And I was putting up my tripod. And I looked both left and right. And it was snowing. And there was no one else there. And that was, it was about midnight. On a really crummy day, and I realized I had the entire Brooklyn Bridge to myself for even if it was just for five minutes until the next bike came over, the car, whatever. And without photography, I would have never been in that situation. And and that happens a lot. So I, I let it kind of take me, you know, and and uh, I let it surprise me and uh, and go from there. I, do, I don't like predetermine a lot when it comes to um, photography. Exactly. But I'm also not doing it as like a profession in, 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 in the sense where I, I know I have to get certain shots and, and, you know, have my career as a graphic designer and photography, just a passion that, that I do. And so um, to me, it sounds like photography is a technological reminder to stop and smell the roses for you, knowing that 
a great photo could be anywhere and everywhere. It gives you different mentality, philosophy of, of looking at life differently. Yeah, it's it's anywhere and everywhere. Um, also, because I don't have any sp- specific thing, I guess it turns into a lot of landscapes. But I I like the the you know the, the weird, dirty, crummy, you know, um, worn down things as much as I do the beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. things. And so I see a lot of, of beauty in, in that. And uh, you know, I travel alone, even though you're not alone that often. It's uh, it's it's a great thing to do solo. And I actually prefer if I'm going to go take photos, I don't like to. Yeah, I mean, not that I don't like. I, I would I prefer to go alone um, and, and go at my own pace and let kind of let um, let the day unfold, you know, as it will. Versus I'm 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 rushing this shot. Or I'm not going this way because I think the other person wants to, you know, go somewhere else. And so, uh, as a solo traveler and someone who just does not have any problems spending time alone, um, it's a good it's a good compliment, you know, to the to the personality and the lifestyle that I have, you know, right now. That's how I use it, you know, at this time. I'm a huge advocate for solo travel as well. Will you talk more about not why you like it, but the benefits of solo travel, how you have benefited or how maybe someone doing it for the first time can benefit and they augment their life? And the, the, the solo travel is a, is a huge benefit um, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, it's, there's, no, there's no way to better find out about yourself, that's for sure, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and find out about the world. So it's, it's, a, double, it's a double-edged sword. Um, you're... You're learning it's both internally learning about yourself at the same time you're learning about other cultures that you know you haven't been exposed to and it's that dichotomy of back and forth is where the growth you know i think is happening and i don't think there's any way to, to travel for a certain amount of time without growing in certain ways i don't think you're going to know exactly what ways those are you know what the you know, what's actually going to come out of it. So you start, it's like, a, it's like going out for photography. You just, you head out and you, and you, and you, and you just take the first step and then, and see what happens is the same thing with uh with travel i you know for example when i went to you know colombia and ecuador i didn't even think about dancing and next thing you know you i'm at, I'm at clubs with people and you know and, and uh, you can you can say what you what you like about you know like reggaeton music or whatever but it's fun to go out and, and, and dance a little bit all night long and and get sweaty and that was not something that was on the radar you know taken off um uh, here, I didn't know I was going to learn Portuguese. You know, if, for example, that wasn't that wasn't my plan. I didn't plan to stay here, and and, and that came out of it. Um, uh, there's a lot of things that you can learn with the cultures. You can go on and on about what you learn. You can learn how to how to cook as you as you do. And in Thailand, you learn different foods you like. Here, I find I found out that I love you know mukeka. I didn't even know what that was. You know, before I before I came here, um, you can learn a lot of new skills. Um, Learn, learn, learn about things that you didn't really know you liked, because uh, you've never been exposed, you know, to them, and and just sh- the the being open up to new cultures is just in, indefinite. Um, what you're learning from the people that you're that you're meeting from other cultures is just endless. So uh, expanding expanding your your mind and just understanding reality and just the world in general. That, I think that's really if there's an overarching you know theme to it. You're just understanding planet Earth better by, by, by traveling and doing that. You're, you're, you're understanding yourself you know, better at the same time. So that's kind of, I guess, the, the, the overall goal, if there, if there was one. It's great to put that in the words. Never, never had to say that out loud. <laughs> well, you said it incredibly well. I love it. You mentioned wanted to take advantage of having the fact that you had flexibility in your career. You weren't tied down. So why were you staying tethered? You wanted to branch out. You were at New York City. You decided to 
leaving to go to Brazil. And I think with that, there's a whole lot of uncertainty that comes with that. You're bucking the comfort and the consistency into something that's different and adventurous. So what is it about uncertainty that you feel is a positive in your life? And this, this something is, I don't know if it's nurture or nature, but um, my upbringing was very uncertain. Uh, with, with parents that were divorced at four uh, and moving around a lot when I was young. So really uncertainty is kind of my comfort zone. And when I, when things start to get too certain, that's when I get itchy and scratchy and, uh, and, and want to, you know, deviate and, and shake it up, you know, a little bit. And so I love consistency in, in, you know, in small doses. Um, I don't like when it's chaos all the time. That's, that's just not very productive. That's, that's just full, that's full on stress all the time. But I also don't like the, you know, the antithesis of that. I don't like when it's always the same thing all the time, day in and day out. Um, and, and you fall into a rut more than a routine. I guess I like routines. I don't like ruts. Um, if I was kind of would be a simple way to say that. Um, and so I've, I've always kind of bounced around and I, I do like to have um, stability. So for example, it was great to be in high school, you know, four years in the same place or uh, be in college for the same, you know, the same place, but, um, and then be in Minneapolis for, for four years or actually eight years and then New York city for three years, bouncing, bouncing, bouncing constantly. But, uh, I like I like getting familiar with something and then and then let taking what you can from it and then growing on to the next onto the next thing and so traveling is like that and that's it's a constant battle between traveling slow enough to you know to get to get the um, to get what you need from from the from the location without uh, stringing yourself out too thin. I'm a very stro- slow traveler. You know, in that case, I like I like to have a routine, but then switch up the routine. You know, after after a bit of time, um, I feel like I deviate a little far from your question, but uh, it was just the idea that that's for me fairly natural um, to do that, and I can see where for other people that would be very you know, very scary, and that's the main kind of the main question that that people ask me. Uh, very afraid of not being able to find friends. Don't you get alone? Don't you get alone on the road? And um, and I find it's kind of the opposite. It's I can't find time to be alone on the road. Uh, you're always, especially if you're doing hostels and and you're fairly outgoing, you know, person. People are very interested in you know the person that's not from their their country typically. And so I actually find it harder to find alone time than 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 vice versa. So I tell people not to be afraid, and you're gonna. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna learn more about yourself, and you know you'll figure it out. You'll find friends, and and that and that's the beautiful thing about it is you just you have to when you get thrown in the pool like that, you just have to do it. Yeah, you figure it out. You figure it out. And there's something empowering about doing that as well. I want to ask you your favorite. I think that's kind of an easy cliche question, but I am curious of the locations in which you've traveled. Which are the ones that have left the strongest emotional mark? The ones that you still wake up and you're like, man, I am still thinking about that location, that city, or, or the food in that city. That uh, I've kind of when I get that question, I break it down because that's obviously a tough one. I break it down like this. I think about my my favorite country so far, and then this is the caveat: is now it might be Brazil. Being here, you know, for, for this, uh, I have to rethink about this. I'm still here. I'm still here, you know. But the uh, but Thailand, I think, has been my favorite country overall, and I have a number of reasons for that. Starting with the food, it's my my favorite food. The it's very safe. It has the mountains. It has the um, it has the ocean. I learned to scuba dive there. Um, no, the scooter life is very liberating. It's you know it's free. People are so nice. Um, everything everything about Thailand, I think, it just has everything, and it's obviously uh, affordable when you 
when you compare it to all the other countries, one of the more affordable places to, to travel. So you get a lot of, you know, bang for your buck. Um, so as far as a country, that's the one I've been really wanting to go back to. And it was the first one that I, other than my, when I traveled to Europe and was working, that was my first solo backpacker style travel. So I have a, there's, there's a special spot in my heart for that one. But my favorite place I've ever been is the Galapagos Islands. Mm. Um, that's the place. That's, that's just the place that really blew me away and was, it was and being in nature like that. Uh, I also made some very good friends uh, on that trip, which helps a lot when, when you start feeling it in the heart, you know, about, about a place, it's the combination of the place and the people. Um, but something about that place, diving, you know, diving with, with sharks and, and being in the water and, uh, and just walking around with huge turtles. And it's just like around every corner, there was this crazy animals. I, and I, I spent, I think 12 days there and it, that's the most remarkable place I've been like uh, as a whole, as a whole area I've been. And like, I think the, the most remarkable thing I'd say was Petra in Jordan. I really, I was not expecting that Jordan to be so, and, and Petra to be so remarkable. I spent Christmas there two years ago. Um, I was in Israel and I just, I had the time off for Christmas and booked a, you know, book, booked the trip kind of last last minute and, 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 and it was, it was the actual place. But like I said, with the Galapagos as well, became really, really good friends with a good group on that, on that bus. And we even, you know, even a couple times a year, we get on a huge uh, zoom call and, and get together and chat. And I've, I've been to LA and stayed with a couple of the people on, on that bus and do a lot of chatting. So it was a combination of just how amazing and remarkable that place with the people. So as I talk about it now, I think it's, it's, it is a combination, like those two places that were amazing, but it, it really was, I think if those people, if I didn't meet those certain, you know, people in those locations, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, stick out as much as it does, but it's a combination of both. Those are both pretty crazy places, amazing places. And then when you also get a big group of friends there, that's a hard one to beat. Tough to beat on that. You did mention a bit about the animals there when you were in Thailand and Galapagos. Was that mm-hmm. the most memorable experience that you had with animals or have there been others? You know, I've actually had a lot of experience with animals <laughs> now that I, I think about it. I mean, bad, scary ones and, uh, most and incredible ones. Um, yeah, I'll just give it like I've been, I've been chased by dogs in Thailand. I've been chased by a bull moose in Colorado. Uh, you know, encountered a bear in, in Yosemite in the wild twice. Uh, and then in, in Galapagos, like diving with hammerhead sharks and, and stingrays and, and, and manta rays and, and all that is just that's that's really hard to describe what it's like to have a huge school you know 15 hammerhead sharks you know above you and or the, or the manta rays that's that's obviously going back to galapagos another reason why that was such a profound experience um and then also in the galapagos there was the uh the baby the baby seals like i just did a little snorkel in the morning did a trek with some friends early in the morning and just having a, a baby seal playing around me you know in the water uh for 30 minutes was was you know remarkable mm-hmm. um I think one of my photos even got me thinking about the Galapagos a lot more. The uh, one of the photos I, I put on my Instagram was like of this crazy fight. I was I was just walking alone, and I saw this seal tearing apart this fish in the water, and there was pelicans trying to get a piece of it, and all these huge birds were swooping down and and pulling, and there's all these these crazy um, sea iguanas on, on the side of the on the side of the beach and I just walked past all the huge turtles on uh, Ela, I forget which one it was. And there was no one else there. And I was just watching nature at its, it's, it's craziest, right? Everyone was fighting for this fish and, and the, uh, the birds had this aerial battle for the fish. And, 
then they, they like, where they're literally dropping it to, to each other and fighting for it. And they dropped it and this huge piece of fish just landed right by me, <laughs> like right on the ground from the air. And this huge bird came down and swooped up and got it. And I remember thinking like, I'm in the middle of like the wilderness, the, the, you know, the, the wild, yeah. uh, fending for food. And uh, I, put, I posted that one on my Instagram. I like that photo a lot, but well, I, um, that's, that's my animal stuff. I'm sure there's more, but. Charles Darwin was somewhere looking down on you and smiling. So that's what he envisioned as well. That's what it was. And it's, it's impossible to think about that when, when, you're, when you're watching. I, I think I spent 45 minutes to an hour just watching these, these animals do this and thinking about Charles Darwin sitting on that, on that island looking at this. It's you no know, spectacle yeah. in the same light. I know that when I first started traveling, I made a lot of mistakes and that I'm, I feel I'm a better traveler overall in so many different ways through the experiences you learn how to travel by traveling so with that i know you've got extensive experience and you've learned along the way probably also have seen some negative behaviors or things that you wish travelers knew or did differently i feel that because of your extensive travel and your appreciation for travel you're an ambassador for travel and ambassador for nature so what are some things that frustrate you the most when it comes to manners etiquette littering negative behavior from other explorers Ooh. <clears throat> it's a good one uh well littering you said just said that that's pretty obvious depending on where you know where you're at it's pretty you know it's 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 a it's a downer anytime you know you see it especially when you're in these these beautiful and it's not i guess it's not any different if it's in the city or if it's by the nature but when you're you know you're trying to surf and uh you know the whole beach is is littered with uh you know with the, the leftovers from the from the party before and everything it, it can be a little bit uh off-putting um as as far as uh manners from from travelers I, I think it's just not not being open um the, the couple times i've you know i've had conversations with you know with people and, and you can tell they really haven't had a lot of you know experience with people from other cultures and um uh and just saying things without thinking you know much about like where someone came from or you know how much money they have or 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 their religion you know their religious backgrounds and and things like that and and uh i think that's probably the easiest way to spot someone who you know, who hasn't, hasn't been around, you know, too much. And so I, I guess just thinking, thinking a little bit, you know, about the, and that comes with, with the time, like you said, with the, with the experience of seeing the new cultures, uh, you know, when, when, when you, when you stay at someone's house that, you know, makes a hundred dollars a month or, you know, or you're in a shanty town or you're in a, a favela or, or, or whatever, uh, you, the more times you do that, the more times you, you get a, a more perspective on what, you know, reality is. And, um, and the more, um, just becomes who you are. So you don't even have to think about it, you know, much, I guess, when you're, when you're having those conversations as time goes on, because it just becomes, you know, part of you over time. So if anyone was, was, uh, was getting, getting out there to travel for the first time, I would, I would say keep an open mind, you know, and, and get to know these people and these different cultures and, uh, uh, and gain a, a wider perspective, you know, on the reality of what people are dealing with. And, um, you know, you'd be better off like just be, be a learner you know, when you're, when you're on the road versus trying to push your, you know, agenda. And that's probably a pretty good formula for, for success, you know, from the, from the jump. Excellent philosophy. 2020, unforgettable year. You witnessed it from a completely different perspective than most. So for you, what do you feel is the biggest lesson you've learned from the last 12 months? 12 months. Yeah, that would put me, I've been here a year and two months. So that would be, that'd be the time in, in Ipanema. Um, <clears throat> I think the time, I think what I learned, the thing I learned most is that like a long walk will cure anything. Mm. The, the long, the longest, the, the longest time I spent in one place was, was there in Ipanema. And that was nine months during the brunt of the, uh, during the brunt of, you know, the pandemic when I was the only 
you know, the, let's say the, the Unico Gringo, you know, they're the only, the only guy and you, you can get out. I was so lucky to be able to get out and, and be, you know, around nature during that. And I spent days, weeks, weeks and weeks, and I would go up and down uh, Ipanema or Copacabana all the way to uh, all the way to one end, you know, or the other. And I walked all the time. I'd, I'd jump out, you know, in the middle, and I would sometimes be the only person out there right by the uh, right by the ocean and the, and it became super meditative uh for me and and it became it became something that i just needed to do like 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 a habit or a workout i was getting such good you know benefits that uh you know i would I'd work 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 try to get my stuff done so i could get out you know and take a and take a long walk um and anytime you know a rough patch would hair you'd feel a little bit of anxiety you'd be gone you know because i was gone for um you know a long time um, I would just go out there and I felt like every time I came back from that walk, I was, um, you know, my head, my head was space was where it needed to be. Um, and I realized that in that time that right before I came, right before I came here, the, maybe the, one of the best days of my life was walking in uh, Redwood National Forest on Thanksgiving morning. I was all alone and I, and I walked, I got out super early when the sun came up and I went all the way to the end of the, the walking back, you know, with no headphones on or anything. And it was just walking. So the, the, there's walking, but if you can walk next to nature, that's better. And if you can walk next to something big, I think it's even better. There's something about that, the big trees or the big, the powerful ocean or something like that, that, that makes you feel really small, which should make you feel more scared, I think. But for some reason, it makes me feel more calm, uh, puts you in perspective. Yeah, it makes you feel small and, and connects you uh, to nature and um, yeah, that's been my, that's been probably the highlight of my, you know, my, my last 12 months here, which, which also got me into, into meditating quite a bit. And I, I, for the last like four months, been pretty heavy on it, only missing, you know, um, a few days here and there. And so that kind of walking, you know, meditation and that kind of time um, alone. And I, by the way, also, I left my, always left my phone um, back home. So it was the first time in years I would go hour, I'd go for a couple hours, maybe three hours, depending uh, without even having the option to look at my phone. And when I get to the end of my walk and just knowing, I mean, even if I wanted my phone, it's, you know, it's, it's an hour away. Is there something uh, really freeing about that? And now that I've gotten kind of a taste of that, uh, it's going to be hard to lose that one. What's next plans, trips for the next few months or upcoming year? Well, what do you got on your plate coming up? Yeah, well, I'm actually in the middle of, uh, um, checking out the Northeast of Brazil right here. Uh, we chatted about before, you know, we got on is, um, I took a couple weeks off to just um, kind of take a, take my time going up the, the coast here and things are still, you know, closed and you got to be safe, you know, and, and everything, but it's a more outdoor, um, you know, uh, uh, beach and, and just seeing a little bit of the, the culture. It's not going to be the same like it, like it would if things were open, things are very serious here and, and, uh, and that. Um, so that's the immediate. Uh, I'll go back. I, say, I feel like it's, I, you can't really plan much, much uh, past just getting home, you know, uh, these days. So, Planning getting getting back, uh, you know, for the summer and spending time with the, with the family. But um, I do have some some plans cooking, you know, with a friend who wants to go through. Oddly enough, Italy again. Uh, a German friend of mine wants to take a road trip um, through Italy. And he's Turkish and wants to go like go take the uh, ferry over to Greece and then to Turkey. And so I don't know if I would do the whole thing and with that. But that doesn't sound like a bad <laughs> doesn't sound like a bad option. Oktoberfest is yeah. Like he's in he's in Munich and Oktoberfest is is canceled and and so he said uh, why don't we just jump in the why don't we just jump the car and I'll, 
want to get this stuff done. Let's go down through through Italy. So I was like, let's get, give me a, give me a month or two. We'll talk about it here, and that's that's an option. So beyond that, um, you know, it's so much uncertainty out there. I didn't really talk about after this. Tell him you'll do that only if he picks up the bar tab for 2022 Oktoberfest in Munich. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There we go. Yeah, that's a deal. I get, well, he actually has a, he has a place there for me to stay, and that's a very expensive, you know, like week in Munich. So I think I'm going to be picking up the bar tabs like, <laughs> that week, which will be fine. This has been so wonderful. You have an incredibly wonderful personality, incredibly interesting person. This is really cool, man. Fantastic. No, it was good. Uh, I'm telling my friend here that I'm visiting. It's good to have to put into words some of those the most questions and like kind of reflect on uh, on the time you spend, why you do it, and what you got out of it, and things like that. And uh, yeah, if anything, it's a growing opportunity for you know for me to be able to just spend a little bit of time like reflecting on what my life has actually been about <laughs> for the last five years and what got me to this point and, and everything. And so that's 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 good for uh, that's good for you know growth and and uh in reflection well brazil is one of the few spots americans can travel with ease still if it happens this year i'm gonna I'm come look you up we'll grab a beer you got it man anytime have a good day all right see you thank you thank you thank you for listening much appreciation to shane give him a follow at roman empire r-o-h-m-a-n dot empire on instagram my new book curiosity is currently available on amazon Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Adiento. Randall has become like... You know, New York's favorite son.